Talk to me, Tony. Hello. It's working right now. Hello and welcome to our Dirty Kimbasa podcast, episode 41. I'm Ben. I'm Tony. And he's already banging. What are you banging on? I just had a bit of um, the old restless leg syndrome, spasming and being all spavine. You're a spasm. We've got an email, I believe. We've got an email. Well, we're going to have a little bit of a focus on what people have sent in because I've been a bit crap because a few people have sent some stuff in now I'm not saying they're going to be any good like a podcast but oh, I don't know how to do it no that's the wrong one can you imagine if we were organised and shit well we had not too bad right here we go I've got a cup of tea that's the important thing. it's a start isn't it a cup of tea because I'm out of coffee Right, this one's from Pete Lucas. Let's hope he wants to remain in, uh, <laughs> not anonymous. <laughs> What's the opposite of anonymous? Anonymous. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Tony and Ben. Not sure this might give you a little content. Is it Tony and Ben? Is it Ben and Tony? I think, I think it's. I think it's Tony and Ben. Dear. Yeah. I think you're tripping. <laughs> I think you need to stay off the crack. Not sure if this might give you a little content for the next podcast. Somebody come in here? Green? Coming through. So you're in by yourself, is it? I think we need a recording studio. Need to line the shop. Let you've got go. Hey, yeah, we could line this with Eggbox and okay, okay. Studio. You could hire it out as a recording. Everybody's podcasting lately, you know. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Sorry, Pete, we're back to you. So the weekend comes, and yes, the sun is shining, so we would like to all get out on whatever mode of transport we like to use. Perfect. So why, when we go out on country roads, is it full of middle-aged men on their Bradley Wiggins bikes with a tiny seat rammed up their ass, fucking their brightly coloured skimpy riding uniform? Preaching to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I think about cyclists? They should be gassed. Fact, <laughs> you know that video Dave sent us for the last episode? With oh, with, with, with elbow deep fisted? being fisted till they prolapsed. And we're back That's to what should happen to um, cyclists. <laughs> but would they notice? Possibly not after having them seats up there. Yeah. So that's, what, that's why they like it, isn't it? And that's not the problem. Just an observation. My problem is, why must they ride two, four, six or eight abreast on a country loads, roads blocking the rest of the road users, causing miles of tailback of vehicle in low gears, pushing out tons of bad carbon emissions, holding up farmers, trying to do their jobs at this time All of right. year, etc. Let me stop you. <laughs> Shall I tell you why they do it? Oh, right? There's two reasons they do it. Right? The first one is... If there's a big pack of cyclists and they're in single file, it's very dangerous to overtake them because you're overtaking them for such a long distance. If they're two abreast, that halves that distance that you have to overtake, doesn't it? Yeah. Obviously, on a narrow road, it becomes a problem because a lot of these cyclists don't do it for that reason. That's the reason they should be doing it. And they should be using their judgment going to single file where appropriate, moving to abreast when it's not so, and so on and so forth. 
Most of them actually do it for a chat, so they can chat to the mate, don't they? Fucking hell, I don't chat if I'm riding a bike. <laughs> your bike's electric. In fact, it's not, you've got rid of that, you know. It's gone. My stepdad's got that electric bike. Right? Yeah, not for and me. He loves it. They're not for me. As part of his keep fit but not having to pedal too hard. Keep fit but not that fit. They've, they've got an old man's cycle club. Right. And they've all got electric mountain bikes. Okay. And they all have a bit of a social and uh, get off. They've, I think they've gone around that, wasn't it Dalby Forest or something like that? Oh, yeah. Which would make the uphill sections more bearable if yeah. you've got an electric bike, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because it's still going to go downhill, downhill fast. Yeah. You still have to pedal a bit, I suppose. You do. Go on, carry on. Just wonder if this is a problem up your end of the country. Would like to hear your fair and non-biased opinion on the matter. Somerset Beat. Well, Somerset Beat, I've been working um, between Home Firth and the Peak District recently, and that's very, very touristy. And since the weather's turned nice, they're worse than mosquitoes. They're everywhere. They're, they're horrible, aren't they? They just, you know, you can't get anything done. Cyclists, roadworks, you name it, it's on the road. And um, I don't, what I don't get is why they wear all the spandex when they're only ever going to do four mile an hour anyway. Is it because you... Some of these fat old men, I can walk faster than they can pedal. Are they wearing spandex to help them cool down because they're heaving like I am? What's wrong with a pair of shorts and a t-shirt? We don't need to see the indecency. I mean, you and I, Ben, we're the kind of men, at our age and our build, we don't look good in leotards. Yeah, speak for yourself. But there you go. (laughs) Boiler suits. Wear a boiler suit. I wear one regular. Yeah, that's exactly, and, and it suits you. I look a bit we like, um, what was it, that band that used to wear overalls? I don't know. Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang Clan, wasn't it, I think? I don't know. They used to wear it's overalls bit, on stage. It's a bit cool for me, is that it? I look a bit like a, a green, well, it's more green Teletubby than Wu-Tang, but yeah. yeah. My, my overalls are um, grey. I've banned myself. I might have an old pair of navy blue ones somewhere. <laughs> I've banned myself from not wearing them because I've fucked up so many clothes with yeah. acid spats or oil stains or... there's a bit of um, overall fashion isn't there and I always thought that um, anybody that wore bright red overalls were a little bit flamboyant my company colour ones were, were red when I had my sweepers were they? la dee da my truck were red as well see, well red's a good colour for a truck but yeah. Uh, not for a pair of overalls. Overalls need to be... They matched. They need to be su- more subtle than your overalls. Red beanie hat, red t-shirt, Browns red jumper. Are allowed. Brown overalls are allowed. Grey overalls are allowed. Navy blue. Bottle green at a pinch. Well, they were dark green. Yeah, but red? No, red's a bit... My, well, well, the ones I'm wearing now are dark green. Red. red? Red overalls, you're going a bit David Bowie. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. I'd let Greg know, but he's dead now, so he, I, I inherited his beanie hat back. It's like right. the last relic of my company ah, from right. 20 years ago. Fair yeah. enough. What were it called, your company? Goldthard Sweeper Hire. Cold, it was a, an yeah. exotic You um, Your kids get their way of naming things from you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's it. Right, here's an article you might like. 
A Florida man, 56, shot his physician close range twice in the chest for making him climax during a prostate exam. Well, he's fi- find it would be gay, maybe. Thought he'd him gay. Yeah, converted him. On the day of the crime, which went down on August 22nd, Milo Johansson absconded the state of Florida. Fortunately, the position, the position, the physician he shot survived the wounds of gunfire, and is now recovered fully. Johansson, who in Jacksonville was a car salesman, had vanished without a trace. He's presently a fugitive, and some folks think he's potentially left the United States. The doctor he fired upon notes for over thirty years he'd been doing prostate exams. And guys ejaculate all the time in the midst of the prostate exam. And one's sexuality has nothing to do with it. Have you ever had a prostate exam? I thought I was going to get my first one when I turned 40 and they asked me to go for an MOT at doctors. I've had one. I didn't climax. Didn't even like it. I'm a bit of a one-way ass. Do you know what? I actually think, looking at this doctor's hands, that he wasn't even a real doctor. I think he were... um, a coal miner or something like that. You know. <laughs> His finger were like my wrist. You were a plant mechanic. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you grit your teeth and you grunt. Oh, God, no. I don't want another one. So, want... so when I book that one, then I need a female doctor. Little, well, little hands. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it wasn't good, mate. I didn't, I didn't like it. They might ring me when I go 45, might they? How, how recent were this? Um... It was when I had a few health problems a couple of years ago. Right. So, so it wasn't a run of the mill no, MOT back, type. Well, it wasn't me routine medical for my driving licence. Okay. Which were just an hand over your money and tick boxes exercise, yeah. I'm honest. So <laughs> where the world is, isn't it? It is. Anyway, this goes on. Milo needs help, Dr. Smith elaborated. The prostate is like a male G-spot and it carries semen. It's very sensitive, so when it's touched at massage, you get an orgasm with almost no effort. The prostate is only accessible through the anus and that's not very comfortable for most men. I understand that Milo was shocked by what happened to him. Not as fucking shocked as Doctor was. (laughs) An orgasm meant something sexual had taken place between them and he became very aggressive. So what's he shot him with? Because I'm not being funny, he's been shot twice in the chest. I'm, I'm assuming this is a close range. Yeah, maybe a smallish handgun. Yeah, but... Not nice, is it? Well, I'll put it this way, mate. If I were to shoot someone at close range with a smallish handgun, I'd kill him. Does there be a degree of competency there? <laughs> that this Florida man clearly hasn't got. You've been a soldier. He'll have just Ooh. picked it up at Walmart with his fucking bag of chips, you know? God knows, mate. It's just... it's. I, I find it scary. I find it scary how readily available they are to him. I'm glad... I'm glad we don't see so many of them in Britain. Yeah. Became very aggressive. Ordering me to apologise and say, No, homie. I did not even know what that means. Dr. Smith claimed he was trying his best to calm down Johansson and gently informed him that it was a normal thing. However, he whipped out a pistol, busted two shots at him and fled. So he was carrying a, a firearm anyway. Apparently. Which is not the mark of a sane individual, is it? Well, it's America. Go America. Yeah. 
If you can pick them up in the supermarket, I have nothing but contempt you know. for American gun law. Um, it's about fact, time. <laughs> there's um, I follow this biker, um, female biker on Instagram, and um, it's because it's in, it was Independence Day weekend, isn't it? Fourth, yeah, it's coming and, up. Um, put something on about I can't, I can't remember it was like a meme and it was um, basically all you anti-gun people this weekend need to shut the fuck up because you wouldn't have fought back I mean I've said before the um, the only reason the Americans won the war of independence is because I wasn't there because um, it wasn't team Tony that, to me it? that was a strange if you can come out with something like that after all these school shootings and things like that, you know, then you, you're never gonna you, you you can't educate pork, can you? Yeah. You know that's the thing. And while they've got that mentality, there's still gonna be fucking school shootings. There's still gonna be kids dying, isn't there? It's about time they adopted the metric system instead of measuring things in bullets per square child. Yeah, isn't it? that's it. Exactly, exactly right. And you know, it's so to me that were. You know, I, I, I actually followed her because I admired her how she managed to ride a bike and things having only one arm and stuff like this, but I'm not interested anymore. If she's going to come out with political shit like that, we can go. Binum, yeah, unfollow. Fucking I don't need to listen to your shit. Colonials. That's it. Marty's been in touch. Right, well, you swap a few emails with Marty. Yeah, Marty's, Ma- Marty, Marty's my American internet best buddy. Oh, because... Yeah, obviously he drives a proper truck. And yeah, they're, they're a bit bigger than ours, aren't they? Yeah. But um, he did put some. He did say some on Instagram about um, someone had been like impersonating, like cloning his son, Marty's son. Yeah. Right. And I said, which son? And he said his younger son. And I thought, oh, that's all right. Because I, I can't see anybody pretending to be Bader. Bader's not even pretending to be Bader, he's retired. I, I, I call him Darth Bader. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just do. <laughs> yeah. So Bader's not doing podcast anymore, is he? Not a minute. Not a moment, no. He's just, he's just got too much going on. Bad news for you, Bader. I think your mate's dad's funnier than you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a good laugh, is, uh, is, is uh, Basher's dad. I, we could get my dad to come on podcast, but it's a bit confusing. Oh, true. Yeah, he he flinches to it. He don't know what's going on. He don't know what day it is half the time. Hey, my dad's not far from it. Yeah. So Marty sent in a link because we were talking about um, McDonald's lava apple pies and stuff. Oh yes, and yeah. People claiming and uh, frivolous claims. Marty sent one in. Geeko, G E I C O. G E I C O. Trust you to camp it up. <laughs> I don't know who they G-U-I-C-O. are. G U A D O. Genesis. Don't know. I don't know. Right, anyway, Geeko may have to pay $5.2 million to a woman who got an SDD, STD in an insured car. She caught an a ST sexually transmitted disease in the car. Doesn't say it's from the car. Let's read on. The Missouri Court of Appeals is siding with a woman who won a $5.2 million award against Geeko. 
in a case that centres on a unique auto-injury claim. The woman says she contracted a sexually transmitted disease in a Hyundai sedan whose owner was insured by Geico. The woman, identified in court papers as M.O., says a man, identified as M.B., infected her with human papillomavirus, or HPV, when they had unprotected sex in his 2014 Hyundai Genesis. And he owned the car? Yeah, which was insured by Geico. Okay, so they're the insurance company. She says the man was negligent and didn't tell her about his health diagnosis, despite having a throat cancer tumour that was confirmed to be positive for HPV. Geeko had told the woman its auto insurance coverage didn't apply because of the damages claimed did not arise out of the normal use of the vehicle. I'll be honest, it's another thing that makes me glad to be British because if something like this cropped up in Britain, the insurance company would basically just say, no, fuck off. If Don't you took them to court, the court would say, Throw it no, out. fuck yeah. off. Yeah. You know, but in America, they just... Let's entertain this shit. Oh, let's, let's, let's yeah. give it the time of day. How did we get here? The sexual encounters took place in late 2017 because the car was covered by Geeko at the time. M.O., that's the woman, says the company is obligated to compensate her for contracting HPV from its owner in the vehicle, citing medical expenses and her pain and suffering. The two signed an arbitration agreement in March of 21, agreeing to settle their dispute. Roughly two months later, an arbitrator awarded MO 5.2 million, saying the sum would fairly and justly compensate. Really? MO went to circuit court in Jackson County to enforce the arbitration ruling and won her case. Geeko then appealed to the higher state court. The insurance giant said it hadn't been given a chance to defend itself, violating its constitutional rights to due process and access to the courts. But, it's, <clears throat> but in its ruling this week, two judges in the Missouri Court of Appeals, Geeko had numerous chances to act on its own behalf. I wonder if they tried ignoring it then. Maybe they're saying they haven't represented. I wonder if maybe, Geeko have just gone maybe, piss off. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, maybe there is more to this that, than we're told with regards to the legal. Maybe it's a legal process. Let's carry on. Rather Let's than a. Because it's mean, a bit serious it, it for is. us. It's a bit. It's horrible, isn't it? Just, just. I mean. Oh, the whole I sue your ass kind of thing. The thing is, the guy's got throat cancer. Apparently. Apparently, that's what's. Uh, right. Yeah. I don't know. I have this image in my head now of elderly like elderly redneck americans having sex didn't give their age did it no but i just have this image i don't know why and how many million did you get five million yeah five million dollars five million quid five million dollars for a well she basically got a dose didn't she yeah yeah Pox on them. Shall we finish this off? Go on. 
The judge noted that Immo had initially submitted a claim to Geeko more than a year ago and in February of 21 the woman sent the company a copy of the lawsuit she was about to file against the insured man. At that time she also offered to settle the claim for $1 million. The third judge on the appeals panel concurred with the court's ruling but he also said that Geeko hadn't been given meaningful opportunity to participate in the suit before judgment was rendered. MO has now won three victories in Missouri, but in April of 21, Geeko sued both MO and MB in a federal court asking for the court to rule that the insurance company isn't liable for the woman being infected with HPV and that it doesn't have a duty to defend the man from her claims against him. Geeko says the car owner's claims for coverage should be dismissed because they're barred by a number of legal doctrines including fraud, collusion, illegality, latches and unclean hands. I don't know. I don't know. But Emo says Geeko acted in bad faith by refusing to defend the man who owns the car despite multiple requests. Right, so that's what they're saying now, isn't it? They've chosen not to defend him, saying we're not interested. We're not interested in this, yeah. And then when it's gone against them, they've gone, oh, we didn't have chance. Yeah. So that's shit underhandedly nonsense, isn't it, as well? Well, again, no, I don't... to me, in this case, I hate insurance companies, but I'm on the side of the insurance company. It's not their problem. It's not their business. Okay. We're sat in my shop. Right? And you give me HP. And I bum you now. Are you going to climb on my public, claim on my public liability insurance? Because you got... You contracted... I'm going to sue you for malpractice. ...something horrible in my shop. That's no, not a tattoo at all, Tony. That's not what I, I asked for. I don't think it's how it, it can happen, isn't it? You know, that's just, <laughs> it's just nonsense. She says the man was insured against his personal liability arising from his negligence in actions involving his automobile. And that makes Geeko responsible. Federal case is set for a jury trial, which is currently slated to begin in Kansas courtroom in October, since Geeko filed its federal suit more than a year ago. Well over 100 docket entries have been made. I don't know what some of these things mean, but that's what Amati sent us. Wow. He sent me two actually. I, I just, I just, I'm just stunned by that. It's just nuts. It's proper nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Five million dollars. That's life-changing money. Yeah, because I bet, I bet she didn't have two eighties to rub together. She's fucking the guy in back of his Hyundai. Yeah. Probably getting paid. Yeah. Yeah, quite probably. Yeah. (laughs) Right, he sent us another one. Liebeck versus McDonald's, the hot coffee case. Right, so that's what something like what we were talking about is lava and apple pies and hot coffee. Yeah. Stella Liebach, a 79-year-old woman who was severely burned by McDonald's coffee that she spilled in her lap in 92, was unfairly held up as an example of frivolous litigation in the public eye. But the facts of the case tell a different story. The coffee that burned Stella Liebach was dangerously hot, hot enough to cause third-degree burns. That is hot, though. Even through clothes in three seconds. Liebeck endured third-degree burns over 16% of her body, including her inner thighs and genitals. The skin was burned away to the layers of muscle and fatty tissue. She had to be hospitalised for eight days and required skin grafts and other treatment. Her recovery lasted two years. 
Leibach offered to settle the case for $20,000, but the company refused. McDonald's offered Leibach only $800, which did not even cover her medical expenses. I would imagine in America, $20,000 did not cover it either. Well, this happened to a friend of mine, actually. Um, my friend Sarah, was uh, she was in the remet, uh, armourer, called in at a McDonald's drive-thru, ordered a cup of coffee. They hadn't put the lid on and they passed it to her in one of those like you know the recycled cardboard tray things yeah, yeah. so there's two cups of coffee one of the lids wasn't on it fell out as they obviously handed it through the thing yeah all over her uh, loins yeah. inner thighs genitals stomach all that kind of area burned her very badly she was off work for a long time with it um you know, she, she were off work for months um and in quite a bad a bad way with it i don't think there was any lawsuit ever took place but it it was ridiculously hot, and surely if you are passing things in, through car windows, you're going to make sure lids are on properly, aren't you? You are. That yeah. would be a common sense thing. So I can kind of see where this is. Yeah, I don't think they'd have a leg to stand on. When the case came to trial, the jurors saw graphic photos of Liebeck's burns. They heard experts testi- testify about how hot coffee should be, and the McDonald's coffee was 30 to 40 degrees hotter than coffee served by other companies. The jury, now that would be Fahrenheit, wouldn't it? So 15 to 20 degrees hotter in proper measurements. Yes, still a lot in it though. Yeah. The jury learned that 700 other people, including children, had been burned before, yet the company did not change its policy of keeping coffee at between 180 and 190 degrees. What's that in proper? Take 32 off in it, so 190, 158, right, half of 158. I think one of the things with like hot food, like baked beans, um, Greg's chicken bakes, that kind of thing, there is um, there's a science to it, isn't it? And the amount that's going to splurge out is directly proportionate to how clean your t-shirt is on. So if you've <laughs> literally just put on a clean t-shirt, half of that pasty is going to end up down it, isn't it? That's yeah. just that's just the unwritten yeah. Well, that's that's. And if you eat one where you're just about to throw your clothes in, wash and jump in shower. You watch. You not a crumb. crumb. Not a yeah, crumb. Exactly. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Most home coffee makers produce a coffee that's between 135 and 150 degrees. So again, convert that to proper degrees. That's 59. There's a big difference between 59 and 79, isn't there? 59 is, oh, that's warm. Yes. And 79 70. is well, nearly scalding. I'll put it this way. Um, something I learned a little bit was when I was installing boilers with my mate, Jamie. Um, we usually set the hot water in the system to just over 60 degrees, that kind of, and that's warm enough. Any hotter and you start burning people. Yeah. You know, so 
that's degrees C for our American friends. Because I've got a mindset so you can comfortably keep your hands under it. But yeah. if I want a hot wash, so let's say I've yeah, yeah. been working on engine or something and I want that's something it. a bit hotter, I slow hot tap down because... Something we'll find, we're working on engines and things like that, lads like you and I, when people in like restaurants, careful with the plate, it's, it's hot and we just handle it without any problem because yeah. we kind of become desensitised a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So, Exhausts are hotter than plates. So if, we are, if we are burning ourselves, then it's it's unbearably hot, isn't it? Mm. That's the, that's the thing, you know. Yeah, I turn my hot tap down so water f- flows through boiler slower. Yes. And I get hot and out of the tap. That's how, that's how I do it as well. Yeah. It, it spends longer in that heater matrix. That's it, yeah. So, I'm firing through this, I don't know. This could be a whole podcast, this email. It Cheers, Marty. Do this again, it's content. That allows us to I be really great I, I must admit, like I say, Ma- Marty has become my like best internet friend he sends he sent some great mail, mails. He's, is there a truck he's a of, nice guy. Is there a truck version of Break Back Mountain? Because that's what I'm feeling here. There could be. There could well be. That's it. But yeah, um, I'm definitely going to have to get over there and see him one of these days. I have several friends in America I've, uh, I've never met that I need to go to. Yeah. Right. Mrs. Liebeck spent six months attempting to convince McDonald's to pay fifteen to $20,000 to cover her medical expenses. McDonald's responded with a letter offering $800. Mrs. Liebeck also asked McDonald's to consider changing the excessive temperature of its coffee so others would not be harmed. Myth. McDonald's was unfairly punished for serving hot coffee because everyone knows that hot coffee can cause burns. In reality, people did not realise how seriously they could be burned. All McDonald's restaurants serve coffee between 180 and 190 degrees. At this temperature, spilled coffee causes third-degree burns in less than three seconds. Other restaurants serve coffee at 160, which takes 20 seconds to cause third-degree burns, usually enough time to wipe away the coffee. Coffee that other restaurants serve at 160 degrees can also cause third-degree burns, but it takes 20 seconds, which gives the person the you're repeating yourselves here. Our position was that the product was unreasonably dangerous and the temperature should have been lower. The jurors awarded Liebeck $200,000 in compensatory damages for her pain, suffering and medical costs, but those damages were reduced to 160000 because they found her 20% responsible. They awarded $2.7 million in punitive damages that amounted to about two days of revenue for McDonald's coffee sales. The trial judge reduced the punitive damages to 480000 whilst noting that McDonald's behaviour had been willful, wanton and reckless. The parties later settled for a confidential amount. According to news amounts, this was less than half a million dollars. Liebeck's case got picked up by the media. The story that got relayed was sometimes distilled to little more than one woman made $2.7 by spilling coffee on herself. The case became a punchline for late night comedians. It's a lot, isn't it, though? Because um, I got knocked off a bike, a motorbike, in an accident. It wasn't my fault. A woman drove straight over me on a roundabout. Um, I had three broken ribs, a broken leg, broken foot, open fracture. Um, the foot's never been right. Broken collarbone. Um, I was a mess. Uh, in a lot of pain for a long time 
still got lasting injuries and I got when it finally settled just about enough to um, sort the bike out and I had a few grand you know and that's it's a big difference to millions isn't yeah, it yeah you know and, and yet all right burns but I would say my injuries were far more severe and um, broken bones yeah um, you've got you've got to where did you get these figures from you know like I mean when it comes to compensation they've got to look at how is that going to affect you for the rest of your life this that the other I mean they must have some bloody good lawyers because oh or I had a bloody shit one I think you might have had a shit one I, I did I, in fact I'll, I'll name and shame Fergus Dalget, Dalgano Dalgano solicitors trading as sorry mate specialising motorcycle claims lazy bone idle Irish fucker I think he's a gypsy <laughs> yeah I won't, I won't ever recommend this business but yeah um, but yeah I didn't do very well out of uh, quite a serious accident financially um, barely got the money back for my loss of revenue really you know, it's not um, fair is it yeah and that's yeah. how it goes and yet in America lawsuits run into millions I mean it's it's a different country it's a different culture isn't it it but, is yeah. but yeah um, they are the land of the lawsuit over there mate now I've just switched to our social media inbox and there's a voice recording from Marty Come on, then. So I'm going to move closer to the microphone here and play this. I haven't listened to this. So. Not correct. I'm sure there's more listeners. Pink Floyd, live at the Berlin Wall. Brand new on vinyl. You Vinyl. Pink Floyd being a London band, did you not know that? Are we in breach of copyright now for playing music? Quite possibly. <laughs> um, yeah, Pink Floyd are a London band. You know they had their own football team? Pink Floyd football team. Really? Yeah. Go on. Yeah, they did. It's a punchline to this. No, no, they, they actually had a football team. They were um, always determined to work and keep everything British with Pink Floyd. Right. And then one day their manager came and said, you're recording your next album in California or somewhere, you know, in, in the States. And they said, oh, no, 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 we want to record in Britain and things like that. And he said, well, unfortunately, the British government is making sure that when it comes to the tax on the money you're earning, that you guys are getting two pence in every pound. Oh, that's fair, yeah. You know, so you're recording in America and they said, okay. It, yeah, text to death. Don't we get? Don't we get? <laughs> we get no. Everything. Do you know? Do you know what? I, back to what we were discussing last episode when I did the CPC course. One of these CPC instructors was taking the course over Zoom from his villa in Spain. Oh yeah. And he happened to mention what he paid per month for his Netflix, and it was something like two two euros fifty cents. Per month. Yeah, yeah. What do we get bummed about well, 15 quid? I don't know, I use yours. Well, I don't get bummed any. That's alright. But yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, and there's less content on ours than there is in other countries. It's another area where the British just, we just bend over and let people bum us, don't well, we? Anybody making decent money in Britain 
pays half tax. Yeah. 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 You, you, have, you have... I mean, to be honest, I was looking at this, going back to haulage, right? Um, one of the things that questions were raised were, um, like, enforcement of all the DVSA rules and things with Irish wagons that come into the country. And there's not that much enforcement goes on. And the Irish government don't do it. But Ireland's not that far away. Right? No. So if you were to set up a business wanting to operate in the United Kingdom, there's nothing really to stop you. I'm sure some have done it. Some must have done it. There's nothing to stop you saying, I'll buy an house in Ireland, and that's my registered office. Mm. Buy an house with a bit of land with it or something like that. I bet you and wouldn't even have to buy a house. Possibly not. Because your registered office can be just your accountant's address. Well, yeah, all like that. But what I mean, so you go to Ireland, but you buy your diesel in Ireland whenever you can. You know, that, that in its own right is going to save a thing. You could run on analogue tachographs still in Ireland. Last time I used a taco, it was analogue. Yeah, well, this is it. Uh, an Irish wagon, digital tachographs, I think, I, I can't remember, but I think it's, if you're... Wagons after 2006, it's got to have a digital one. If it were made before, it can have an analogue one. But if it's an Irish wagon, same rules don't apply. You know. Are so, we talking so Re- saying, Republic of Ireland? Yeah, yeah, Republic, yeah not all that. So yeah. run, run a, an Irish business operating in England. Dodge what and you like. There's nothing to stop you. You you'll dodge all the tax. You'll dodge the high fuel prices. You know. And, it's just, uh, yeah. no, every, everything in Britain, we just get screwed, we just get overtaxed, you know. I just, it upsets you if you think about it too much, you know. It's just... Is there any way you could open an office over there and then open... Uh... Well, didn't Amazon have their British operations set up in Ireland to pay less tax? Usually Guernsey, isn't it? There's a lot distribute through Guernsey. Yeah, but Guernsey also has a system where you can't get in. It's a fiddle with VAT, isn't it, through Guernsey? Yeah, there's some that goes on. Jersey as well. Yeah. You know, Channel Island. Jersey, Guernsey, all that, yeah. They, they always used to be tax havens. I'm not so much sure it's as, as, as rife as it was because they, they don't let people in now. They don't let newcomers... What I'm thinking is you could pay an accountant over there for a registered office and then reopen your tattoo shop in Tony or Seymour's tattoo shop. Yeah. And dodge tax? You probably could. You probably could. Um, if you made enough money. Yeah. Well, I, I, like I say, but this, this is it. It's, don't, don't they realise that they're hurting Britain and the economy more? You know. Instead of everybody just paying their fair if share. We all paid a, if we all paid, if, if everybody paid a little bit, we'd be so much better off. We'd be better off as individuals because we'd be paying less tax, you know. Um, but what they do is they just they, they seem to hammer the little man too much. The system I think would work would be the only tax is VAT. Yeah. So you're taxed on what right. you spend. You're taxed on what you spend. So anybody that works cash in hand, yeah, doesn't matter. You're taxed on it later. Yeah. You go taxed. to the supermarket, yeah. buy your food, it's taxed. Now, suddenly, all your tax collectors. Are basically businesses. Yeah. You know, businesses are doing it for free for government. Yeah. So you divert all the people that now no longer needed in the tax office to controlling the borders because illegal imports are going to rise. Yeah. Because if 
A 10 grand yeah. car here now costs 15 grand because there's 50% VAT yeah. instead of being 12 grand, though it would have been with 20% VAT. Yeah, I, I get that, and, and that would work. Um, and the, the difference there is um, you get your benefits back, don't you? So if someone's on benefits, when they go out and buy their consumer goods, whatever, that's when you get your tax back. Yeah. You know, so it, it kind of works, but you've also got issues with that that there'll be, they'll, and the law will be because it's human nature, there'll be a rise of the people trying to dodge even that, won't there? But how could you? Because everybody's got to buy stuff to live. Cash, cash. But the person with the cash, they're going to spend it somewhere. Yeah. Aren't they? Yeah. Yes, you could do cash, but what are you buying for cash? What are you buying? Oh. You know? You can't these days, can you? You know, it's, it's wherever it is you're going to end up paying the VAT eventually you know VAT is it's, unavoidable it's, it's going to come in it's, yeah it's, it's, got, it's going to get back to them at some point yeah. and so the system would work and I'd imagine VAT would probably need to be about 50% yeah. but then if you think oh that makes everything really expensive God, yeah but then you're not paying income tax yeah exactly yeah. so suddenly um, you've gone from say you've got you've got a 50 grand salary and you were you were taking home 32 but the grand. people that'll hurt that won't hurt me and you but that'll hurt your single parent who has a part-time job maybe earns eight grand a year so she's be- below the income tax threshold and all of a sudden her cost of living has increased by 50 percent it's true it would yeah yeah so that would hurt that would hurt the people in society who could least afford it so that would be what we're flawed with that system. It would, but it'd also tax to fuck people that want to buy Lamborghinis or, Possibly. you know, and just go, you can afford that. Yachts. Yeah, yachts are exempt from tax. Why? Because fucking politicians like yachts. Because rich, rich people have them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, That's what it. a dodge that is. Yeah. Exempt. Yeah, it's wrong, isn't it? Yeah, it's wrong. Yeah. No, it's like, um, if you go back to um, the, let's say the 1920s, period between the two world wars, and um, I used to know this old fella, and he'd been a bookies runner. Right? And for a time, bookies were, certain, certain types of gambling were illegal. Yeah. And it were kind of patronising in Renewal, it was a patriarchal society. But they'd raid the bookies, but because the policemen used to like to have a bet as well, they used to tip them off. So on the day that there were going to be a raid, the regular runner were told to have the day off and they'd get some stooge in to take the rap. You know, some idiot, they'd pull it off, come and be a runner for me for a day. Oh, you've got to rest, you know, things like that. This kind of thing used to go on, but what if it was elitist? So, like gambling on the dogs and stuff like that, um, gambling on car games, the sort of thing that poor people did, that kind of gambling was frowned on. Okay. But the gambling that the aristocracy were involved in, with the horse racing, yeah, yeah. that was allowed. You know, it was like it was like classist yeah. in a way, and, and you know it's. It, that's how that to extent the thing with the yachts it's still how the world is isn't yeah, it yeah. oh the rich people can do their thing but 
you poor people, oh no, you're not, you're not having a slice of that pie. To solve your proposed problem with the low-income people, you could widen the amount of food that doesn't have VAT on it. Because they're essentials, and essentials shouldn't have VAT. In this day and age, though... There is a silly system where chocolate biscuits have VAT, and don't they, and regular biscuits don't, or something. I know there's a whole... I think there's a, there's a, there was an argument with the Jaffa cakes, wasn't it? Is a Jaffa cake a cake or a biscuit? Right? And the reason that argument came about is because the two foods are taxed differently. Different, yeah, yeah. Different tax. They have this over some crisps as well, didn't yeah, they? They weren't, they weren't potato crisps. They were... Like mini cheddar type things. They were something so. else. I yeah. forget what it was now. Um, and they were taxed differently. Yeah. Although they were sold as crisps. Yeah. Because they're crunchy. Yeah. Crispy. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's the thing. I mean, all that kind of thing silly, isn't it? Mm. Food's food. Yeah. But to me, things like a laptop, a computer, home computer, in the modern world, if you want to operate in the modern world, you know, the kids need one at school now, don't they? You know, they're setting homework online, that kind of thing. It's an essential now. There ought to be an allowance. It didn't ought to be an essential. But the world has, that has has made it so that it is. Mm. You know, um, the one I dislike is you can't offset your fuel costs of going to work and back against your tax. No, but if you're self-employed, if you're self-employed, you can. Yeah. 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 But as a working, you know, someone regular PAYE, yeah, and you spend a couple of three thousand pounds a year on car driving depreciation and driving and MOTs and all that, yeah. you can't knock that whereas, off. Whereas my truck, everything goes through the books. If I didn't work, I could get rid of one car. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, of course. So what I could do is start a YouTube channel where I service bikes and carry them in back of this truck as a self-employed person. Yeah. Oh, I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's it. That's the one. But, yeah, um, we, we are. We, we're just hammered on tax all the time, aren't we? Just... We, we tax to the point of breaking and then they wonder why small businesses don't last and small businesses go under. I can't believe we aren't bloody rioting like French do over these fuel prices. Well, we don't do that prices, in Britain. But we like fucking our, need to we, do. We, we like our public order too much. But there is a movement and I, I'm going to get behind it. I'm going to encourage it. If there's going to be um, fuel protests again like we had. When when were it? 2000 and... You got involved with it, didn't you? <laughs> It's about 99. 99. Yeah. 99. And uh, they had blockades, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Rolling blockades, slowing traffic down. Well, to be honest, I'd go further than this. I'd encourage you to pick a date and everybody doesn't fill the car up on that date. Doesn't, you know, hurt them. What about boycotting, let's say, Esso and Shell? Yeah, well, not Shell, because I've got shares in Shell. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, you're not. You know, you're, you're absolutely right. You yeah. could make a point, while still using the little guys, Yeah. make a point by saying, right, fuck you, SO and Shell. Well, the one it needs to be, the one you need to hit is BP. And BP, I say the other big one, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. BP, SO, Shell, Texaco, because that's part of the... I think Texaco's part of Exxon. Right, so that's a big Exxon's SO, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think it is now. SO was, I, I don't know if we've probably talked about this before, SO Standard Oil of New Jersey. 
So SO is the phonetic sound of SO, yeah. standard oil. In Thailand, XO is SO. Yeah. 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 Same thing. I, same. I, mean, I mean, we don't see them anymore. Mobile? No, no. Mobile. I think that. Is that gone? Yeah, I think that. I might be wrong. Feel free to message in um, if I am. But I think that got absorbed into the Exxon group. Group, yeah. So, so because we don't see that, they used to have the winged Pegasus on the badge, didn't they? But yeah, a boycott of the big, big few. Yeah. As a fuck you. Yeah. Definitely. You could you could go a month without using theirs. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to say, you'd have to say though, don't use the supermarkets either, because they're big players over here. We can turn to sales that way. True. True. But yeah, that, we need to do something. Um, I mean, rolling, rolling roadblocks, great. It gets the point across. But farmers used to do it around London Centre, didn't they? Yeah. Take the tractors and trailers in and uh, old job up. Dri- yeah, drive around. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, to to me, the the price of fuel is crippling businesses at the moment. Mm. Uh, price of fuel, just price of everything. It's just going to kill us. Um, I can actually see uh, people not using small independent shops because they can't afford to. It'll, it'll kill small retailers. You know, it'll kill toy shops. Basically, people are going to be tightening their belts so much, especially young families. Because those are the people that need the money, are the young families. People are going to be tightening their belts so that, you know what, telly's on its way out, but can't really afford a new one so it's going to have to last you know um, as long as it lasts people people are going to just stop spending money instead of going out to local shops you go well hang on a minute supermarket will deliver for free so you're spending it all at supermarket you don't go to, yeah you don't go to any at local shops you know it's, um, it's, it's it is it, it's a worry and i think more and more small businesses you're going to see them disappear um, point of no neighbor and friend of mine chris brooke down the road, little independent carpet shop. Oh yeah. He's closed his doors, fed up with chasing money, and um, he decided to go get a job, uh, much as I'm doing. Yeah. And, and he's done it because he feels that with the cost of living, most of his target market, most of his customers are not very wealthy people. Yeah. They come in, oh, I'll get my living room done this year, and I'll get my bedroom done next year, and stuff like that. They've said, sod it, that can and, and getting new carpets is not going to be their priority. He thinks he's going to have 12 months, maybe more, where he just doesn't make any money. So, he's closed his doors. Mm, don't work. Um, can you believe we've rambled for 50 minutes about yeah, this? Yeah, we better call it Should a we call it a do at that? Yeah, so, dirtykimbassman gmail.com if you've got all you want to tell us and look for us on all the Facebook, social media Instagram Twitter Big Boys and Boots Tony's Pegging Lounge all that yeah Dave piss off yeah and um, we'll see that you wrong. I'll, I'll rather you won't see us next time you're figuring out how it works aren't yeah. you <laughs> kind of thanks for listening Home shanty up! Is that is that off now, is it?